to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your co-host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great one for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Uh, Actually, uh, are you from the place that you're born, the place that you live the longest, or the place that you lived after you lived the longest when you were young? Well, now that you brought it up, I (laughs) want to hear all three. Right. (laughs) Okay, so I was born in Florida. I lived in Texas until I was about turning 14 years old, Mm -hmm. and I am now from Long Beach, and I consider Long Beach home. And your name? And I'm Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah, of course. (laughs) That is weird, too. I have have two homes. It's here, and it's in Sweden. I have, so I have two homes, but I think I'll always say I'm I'm from Sweden, because I I grew up there. Yeah, But then, I mean, I moved out here when I was 16, so then... This is still very much my home, but Sweden will always also be my home. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I just say SoCal. Yeah. I just say I moved around every year of my life and off and on. Yeah. I think you just combine where you spend the most time, like mm. before you're 18 and it was Southern California. So yeah, you're coming from Let's Yoke About It, right? Yeah. That's a, it's a big deal. Big deal. You guys are really doing great things over there. The buzz, you feel it. Everybody I know goes, hey, you've been over to Let's Yoke About It? Yeah. It's a good oh. spot. You guys have great food and the energy and the culture there is always very welcoming. Oh, so we just want to have you on and just kind of sort of explain Yes, stuff about the restaurant, things like that, but also the people behind the restaurant. That's where we find the most value is, I think in, I don't know about like your generation, but our generation is really valuing not like credentials as much as relationships. So I could be the most qualified expert in this, 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 and that, but if I don't show people that I'm a human being, you know, that I also make mistakes, that I also fuck up sometimes and do this and that, like, people don't want to come and, let's say, buy from you or, you know, do business with you or just Mm -hmm. have a relationship with you. So that's what we like to build here, and we're all about connections, and yeah, we just want to hear a little bit about how you guys got started. Venture, I love that so much. I really do, because I grew up in a generation where we chased fame. Mm. And so we always were looking for fame. I I think, I mean, all of my closest peers, that's that's what we did. And so I guess my timing was right and I got really lucky because I'm a relationship person, even though once upon a time I did chase fame. Um, So, wow, that's that's really neat. Go ahead and back yeah. the mic up just a few inches. Just take oh, it and sorry. pull it back. Yeah, you have a very loud voice. So oh, there you very go. Loud. You're good right there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Gotta measure that out. I like it. So yeah, let's yoke about it. Yeah. So what was the question? The question is, how did you guys get your start? How was this place created? When okay. were you guys founded? A little, just a little bit of background on that. Okay. So um, I was. It's kind of a long story, so I'll try and wrap it up. But um, You got as much time as you want. Okay, so I was a daytime bartender at Legends for about a decade, and um, there I met one of my dear friends, and uh, uh, this couple came in, and we had this, we had mutual friends, and they owned a breakfast spot. And uh, I mean, I always knew I was going to own a, I, I thought prior to Airbnb, I wanted to own a bed and breakfast, mm. so a uh, true bed and breakfast where right. people came and you served them and then they were on their way. Um, but then Airbnb presented itself and that was just not happening. So you you know you shift your your desires and I I actually 
didn't know that I would own a breakfast spot. I always thought I would end up in fine dining because mm. uh, I love I love that element so much. But um, this couple came in, and they're the owners of the breakfast bar. And uh, we had mutual friends, and um, they took me from bartender to general manager. Mm. So uh, by then I had already served like 18 years in the industry, and I was ready to go. I just was in love with my position at Legends, that it was it was one of those things where it was hard to leave. The money was good. The people were great. The uh, time off was awesome. So stepped up, went and worked at Breakfast Bar. I was the GM there for um, about three years, and then I met Melissa, who ended up uh, being, she's like a stand-up comedian bartender, amazing. So we, uh, we started, you know, the juices started flowing, and we came up with the idea. We knew we were going to do it. We didn't know where it was going to be. We didn't know what the future was, but we knew it was going to be great. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she came up with the, uh, the idea to call it What's Crackin'. Mm. And so we were originally What's Crackin', and, and of course we thought we were original. And we were for our area. Um, uh, so the pandemic, I'm skipping a lot of stuff, but basically I left there and I ended up doing some consulting work. Okay. So I was like um, helping people start businesses. So I helped um, Tennessee Jacks get their start. They're no longer there, but they were on Anaheim. And I was working with them, and I was just really loving it. I was loving, like, how difficult it was, uh, how um, relationship-based it was, and how I was able to, to provide those relationships because I had lived in Long Beach and worked in Long Beach for so long that I was able to be like, oh, well, call this person if you need beer, and mm. call this person if you need eggs, and call this person. And so then I was like, gosh, I've been doing it for everybody else. Um, I think it's time that we do it so... Got together with Melissa. We um, the pandemic hit, and Second Street was a ghost town. And I think I think about this all the time because we we fast forwarded so much the last year, especially um, how dark it was on Second Street mm -hmm. and how how closed off it was. And and at this time, I was like working at Casey Brannigan's, bartending periodically, working at Badley's bartending periodically because I love it um, and uh, and it was dark and that friend that I told you about that I made at Legends um, turned me on to the spot that I'm at now mm. and he said hey we're we want to take a chance on you and um, I mean if I'm being honest we were not ready mm. we didn't we we didn't have anything lined up all at that point, all we had was the idea and our and our people, and uh, but we didn't care. We were so excited, we were so thrilled, and it was Second Street, right? It's like this is the most expensive street in Long Beach right. to have a business on. This is everybody comes here at some point. Um, you don't pass it up. So we jumped, and we jumped into a very empty pool. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And there were a lot of tears mm -hmm. and it was a very scary, scary, scary time. And just as soon as we jumped and we started getting some notoriety, uh, Brian Addison gave us a shout out that really helped us during the pandemic. Mm. Um, it, it, after that, it was like an influx of um, cells. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. And then, um, uh, yeah, so... We got a cease and desist 
on what's cracking. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and and what's and and you know it's funny too because if you do a little research on it, you're like, they stole his entire everything. Because mm. when I looked him up, the guy that ceased and desisted us, um, we had chosen the same color for our restaurants. Oh. You know, but it's like great minds think alike. Right. You know, so uh, so that was scary. So we we were just branding ourselves. We. We had this egg that was cracking. We mm. loved it. We loved being like, what's cracking? It's yeah. Bex. What's cracking? It's Mel. And um, and then that that kind of like stirred the boiling pot, mm. right? And so, um, yeah, fast forward, uh, Mel and I, we ended up parting ways. Um, not for anything less than the fact that we were we had worked under a lot of pressure. I didn't handle it well. I'm sure she could say the same thing. And we started colliding and uh, and then we had to make a decision. Like mm. what are we gonna do? But prior to that, we had this girl, McKenna, who's a stand-up, she's a working stand-up from Long Beach. Actually, you should have her on your show. Yeah. She's rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a working stand-up and she's and so we were toying with a bunch of ideas of what to call the next spot. How are we gonna maintain the integrity? How are we gonna get folks in here still? We're in the infancy of our business. We're coming out of the pandemic. We've got to get ready because these doors are about to be full. Um, and she's like, well, what about let's yoke about it? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's very long. And then uh, – <laughs> but it ended up being a great fit. And yeah. so we all decided it was a good idea, and we went with that. And and uh, I bought Melissa out. I, I – uh, that was a point that that was a point that that I was like, gosh, I don't know if I'm gonna make it now, mm. you know, without her. Yeah. Um, but on the same breath, I was happy to see her go, and I know she could say the same thing to me. Um, but it was a it was a win win situation. Mm. So she has the capabilities of starting her own thing now. So the the next year was tough. Because now you got a job to do, right? And you're right. by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And um, and what year are we at right now? Are we at? So we're at 2022. Okay. The end. Oh, gosh. So about a year and some change ago. No longer. Oh, so two years ago then. Yeah. You gotcha. know, it, it's, it's crazy because I can pinpoint 2020. Hmm. I can pinpoint 2021. Yeah. But 2022 and 2023 are a giant long day. Right. Yeah. You right. know? Um, so I'll have to say a long day. It was a long day. <laughs> yeah. Got you. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're starting out your top dog now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was an undertaking because she brought a lot to the table. She brought, um, big music and a different crowd. And, um, I didn't know where we would stand and I didn't know what the reception would be because she's a, she's been bartending in this town as long as I have and she's an award-winning bartender and I thought mm. I thought gosh you know um what yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. what um so uh without dwelling on that too much longer um I got to work and uh started making the changes that I wanted to see in the building you know to put uh building out the back room the speakeasy and mm. the um you know, hiring the staff. Um, there was a mass exodus when she left. Um, so hiring the staff that I saw that suited my uh, 
personality. Mm. Um, kept the ones that wanted to stay, of course, you know. And, uh, and then a little bit of time went by. I knew that we needed to grow our food. Our food was uh, very carb-driven and very vanilla and very... And when I say vanilla, I mean, if you looked in the window, which is our expo station, everything was like sandwiches and white, white bread and, right. you know, so, so then Chef Hugo came along and that was a, that was the, that was a turning point. I think I remember I was there around that time when you guys were changing up the menu and you had just, he might've just gotten there. If you would like, were you, cause I remember actually you came up, I was thinking I was there with my sister um, and you were just like asking, how do you think, the, how do you like the food? Do you have any feedback? Like it was very, I could tell you really cared about how people perceive the food. And it was very important to you that people liked it. And like, you also wanted people's feedback of like, how can we change it up? What do you think? And I think that was very special too, because you really wanted it to be special for the people that came in there. I like that too, because I have the same thing to say. Yeah. And that's where this thing at Let's Yoke About It is unique from yeah. other... Now, Second Street is a beast. You know, we, there's a lot of great spots. All of them are really good, but it's unique to where you do feel like it is a Second Street restaurant yeah. because you feel wanted there. And that's something to where it's like... You can go anywhere and sometimes you kind of just sit down, you get your food, all right, you leave. But yeah. to actually get somebody and somebody like me, we're like, I'm super loyal to our spots, right? Like when we go, it's like, okay, yeah, no, this is a new spot where I frequent now pretty mm. regularly because I feel important here. Like I feel like my presence is You're not just another customer. You're not yeah. just another person sitting there having coffee and having this and that. You it's feel actually, like you're a part of a unit and yeah. a club to where it's like... That, that's how all businesses should be yeah. ran, right? And that's how you know you've got something hot is yeah. when you feel that way. That's really awesome. Dude, I didn't know I was going to cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, that... Ugh, thank yeah. you. That, that, for me, that's the dream come true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Was that very intentional? You wanted people to really feel welcomed at the place. That's how I hire. Yeah. You know, I know within the first minute and a half, if you're working with me, mm. the first minute, we'll... We'll go through the process and I'll ask you all the the questions that are we're supposed to ask, you yeah. know. But I know it's it's like, do you make me feel the way I wanna make people feel? Mm. You know? Yeah. And it's funny because you and I both have different ways of going about that. Mm. I think I have a very almost like Kobe Bryant-esque, like I want to throw you in the fire and kind of pressure test you a little bit, see how you come out of that. And then if you come out of that, it's you're locked in mm. like for life. I got you. You know what I mean? Mm. But like you, it's a little bit almost more nurturing mm. and a little bit like kind of like, well, no, stop feeding them pudding. You got to whack them on the head a little bit. And that's just kind of how our dynamic like yeah. varies. So how do you cultivate talent and keep that culture maintained? Is it something, it, it's just you, right? Like that's kind of what I want the listeners to hear. Okay. So what I do is frowned upon and very risky. Mm. I trust them. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't hang cameras. Yeah. If they're going to steal, they're going to steal. Yeah. You know, that's their own integrity. That's their own issue. Yeah. I can't, I'm going to find out eventually, you know, I just, I trust them. They're adults. Mm-hmm. I hire adults. I hire people that care, uh, treat it like, the, like my business is their business. Cause essentially it is. Mm-hmm. I pay well. Yeah. You know, I pay my kitchen very well. Mm. Um, so I didn't, I did not, I did not pay well, but that's because I couldn't, right. yeah. you know, right. but now I can't. And, um, I think that's it. I just trust them. And, uh, I, you know, 
if this grew into like a hundred businesses, which that's not my end game, that's not what I'm interested in. Um, someone else can do that if they want, but then I'd have to change, right? Because yeah. now we have a whole different beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for my mom and pa, for my brick and mortar, I trust them, and that's that's how we do it. Yeah. You talk about them. I want to hear about your team. And explain a little bit how stuff is breaking down. So this is how okay. like we can help you, and I'm we're really good at this. Explain just Tuesdays and Thursdays. How does the place run? I don't even know running a restaurant successfully. Like, what is the difference between Tuesdays and Thursdays? What's the busiest day? What's the most dead day? Things like that mm-hmm. that like the average person maybe doesn't know. That's okay. how the sausage is made. That's what we love to hear about. Oh, oh gosh, wow. This is it, it's actually very complex. Uh huh. Mm. It's so complex. So let me think about it. So. And I want you to know before you start, mm. we had a pilot on, a professional pilot, and right. we let him go for 30 minutes on how to land the plane. <laughs> really? Actually, he went 30 minutes on what does he do for his pre-checks just to even fly it. We That's what we love here. We love getting in and just going like, he's like, yep, nope, you wipe it. I don't know what the fuck he said. You, then you, you put your breaker on, you do this, you check the thing, your air <laughs> pressure and your Navionics and this and that and all the law. And then, yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Navionics that's venture? Like, yeah. Like whatever <laughs> he's on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. It was a night just like this. Okay, let me think. Um, so essentially, it's a lot. So Okay, so now we're, we're running. Mm. Um, first things first, you got to show up. And it's early morning. So if you have a drinking problem or a drug problem, this is not the job for right. you. Right. So we're, we're, uh, you're in the house at 6.30 if you're working the kitchen. Okay. There's a kitchen manager. He comes in on Tuesdays and Wednesdays are our slowest days. Thursday through... Sun, well, Friday through, truthfully, Friday through Sunday is what keeps our business running right mm, now. Yeah. Dream, seven days a week. Right. We're not there yet, but hopefully. So, um, you know, you show up, you, you start making the gravy, you start making the bechamel, you, you get everything prepped out. It's, <clears throat> it's a big prepping situation. The, um, then the server comes in, she's, he or she or taking the tables out and cleaning everything, sweeping yesterday's news and setting it up proper by health standards. You know, I'm giving you a very boring, um, uh, can you ask me a more specific question? Cause I loved what you were saying. You were on a good tangent. Am I there? there. Yeah. You're, okay. You're in okay. the hot spot. I yeah. just don't know how boring this is. It's oh, boring to so you. Cause maybe you guys do it every day, but it's not boring to us. I want to know anybody could come in and have a breakfast burger. Okay. I want to know. So yeah, it, the team you're prepping, the, the girls and guys are putting okay. the tables out. Okay. How does the business run on a Friday? Okay. Basically. Yeah. Okay. That's a big, tell me what Friday looks like. Okay. Let's go. So it's it's labor intensive. Mm-hmm. So uh, two people in. First, your bar. She's prepping out the bar. Um, that'd be Marlo or, Mo- or Molly. They're coming in. They're setting up the entire bar. They're making sure ev- all the guavas, the mangoes, the Bloody Marys, the glasses are chilled. The um, uh, silverware's out. It's, 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 it's probably a list of about... 40 or 50 things that, the, that she does every morning. Then my barista's a couple minutes behind her. She's grinding the coffee, which also I want to give my my coffee guy the biggest shout out yeah. ever. Frank Law, Santa Monica, just opened up his shop. Ooh. Amazing. Shout Amazing. Out. This guy delivered coffee to me when I was ordering a few bags he showed up and delivered every mm. week wow. from Santa Monica, mm. from that area. 
So Frank Law, go see him. Be Bright. Be Bright is his brand. Be Bright. It's Shout incredible. Um, so they're grinding the coffee. They're, they're um, you know, touching the espresso machine, yeah. running the hot water through, wiping down the bar. Now they're going outside. They're setting up the tables. They're setting up the umbrellas to make sure that they don't fall because everything in our industry is about making sure people are safe. Mm. Uh. So if the umbrella falls, if the... Um, Tables wobbling and the drink, coffee spills, you know, yeah. it's just constant. Um, uh, just covering your ass. Covering your ass yeah. constantly. I forgot we can cuss. Yeah. I don't, I don't do want. it period, but, you know, every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. yeah. I've been minding my manners. <laughs> um, and then, you know, uh, then Rafa comes in. He's the kitchen manager and he's making the gravy, making the bechamel. And then the next guy comes in and they're cutting the potatoes and, running it through the cornstarch and um, cutting the tomatoes and pulling out the fruit cups. And then your your expediter comes in and he's prepping out the salsas, which means like taking the salsa that's been made and putting it into little cups, putting it in the cooler, getting ready to, to grind, you know? And uh, then staff shows up. You got your first server. They come in. Hopefully a customer comes, which they, they tend to do. Now we have a spiel. Now we're... Um, we're Seating everybody because you can't. We're not in a position to like have everybody show up at the same time. Right. That's a that's more labor. Mm-hmm. There's a labor cost. You're constantly watching your labor because that's what you do mm-hmm. in any industry, I'm sure. And uh, so the the host will come a couple hours later, and now we're doing the hello, welcome, and spiel. Everybody's actually they. You know what's really funny is is prior to. Uh, having a bigger staff, I used to like conduct the choir. Like you're taking these yeah. tables, you're taking these tables, you're taking these tables. But again, my staff was like, do you mind if we do it our way? And how can I argue when their cells are high? Right. You know? And I was right. like, do it your way. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not getting any complaints. Do it your way. And they, they do it the way that they want. But traditionally you're like, Hey, you work this area, mm-hmm. you work this area, you work this area. Um, so how do you guys do it a little bit different? Do they tell you how they're doing it? If oh, it's not absolutely. sections, mm, how absolutely. are they doing it? They like, rotate. Oh, okay. They rotate to make sure their money is the same. Mm. Oh, okay. So if people like to sit outside versus sitting in the back corner, um, you know, that's, it. it can be unfair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it can be, but it can also be, so we, as an, as an owner who was a bartender and not a server, I was a server, of course, but what? 20 something years ago, mm. you know, um, you, I only worked for corporate places. So that is the biggest lie I've ever told. Mm. Um, but <laughs> actually, no, it's not. So it is corporate now, but it wasn't then I, I start, I started at comedy clubs. Mm. Mm. So we were just, and, but there was still structure. And it's yeah. like, if you, if you, if people didn't sit in your area, that's okay, right. but they will tomorrow. And then that person will suffer. They don't look at it that way now. Right. They they're like we can. There's enough to go around, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is is smarter. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's just like kind that. of society in mm. general. There's mm. enough to go around, mm. right? Like, yeah. If you look at just the difference between radio shows, no one was going to give me a radio show <laughs> 20 years ago, right? But now you got a podcast. Do it yourself, yeah. Growing great. We're doing mm. really well, right? You would other people wouldn't want to go on your radio shows. This and that. There's competition, right? Who's the top guy? Now I have other podcasters. You want to collaborate. You want to mix audiences. You want to grow things like that. So it's really cool that you guys are doing that. I like hearing about that. So the place starts to get a little bit full, and then what happens? 
Well, then the energy rises, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're all game on. I think there's a certain type of personality that works in our industry, although I was just talking to someone about this recently that we think that everybody should work in our industry for at least three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, it, it, I think it'll teach, and, and, and I don't care who you are, where you come from, I think it would teach you, because I've hired people. Um, my, my old host, someone I'm so fond of, she was scared, you know, and she came out of her shell and yeah. she became a boss, you know, right. and I think it's an, it, I think it's an opportunity to see the dirtier side of things and what, you know, what, what real work is, uh, as well as f- physical work, mm. as well as, as, uh, you get paid well to do it. Yeah. It feels, it feels like a, it feels worth it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I digress, but it's, I don't even know. Oh, the vibe, the vibe, the energy rises. And now we are, we're, we're all gluttons for that energy. Right. Mm. So now we're go time Mm. and Hey Bob, Hey Hannah, Mm. Hey Venture. What's up? How's the kids? You know? And then now, now it becomes interpersonal communications. Mm. And now we know, now, now we know our people Mm. and, and, and maybe we don't, you know? And now it's an opportunity to shine. And I love, I love um, creating an experience. I love create. I love going someplace and feeling great. Like walking away, I think about people that I've had good service from, mm-hmm. even if it's like a getting your tire changed or something. Like they'll resonate with yeah. me. Like I was at Bevmo a couple months ago, and this woman was working the front desk and. I mean, the um, cashier, and she was so awesome, dude. Yeah. She was so cool. Was it the one over by Trader Joe's? It was. I know. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. she's just I've a never been beautiful in energy. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, am I going to become an alcoholic? Like, I have to go see her every day. I love this woman, but... And then you want to cherry pick. You want to be like, oh, you're going to come work for me, even though you don't have any experience, and you're probably... Like, no, but it's... It's... Uh, it's that kind of a, yeah. a thing. So, you know, and, and then and you were, and we're yelling at each other. Like, you didn't do this right. Mm. Oh, you didn't do this. And you dropped the ball here. And, yeah. and just like constantly trying to grow. And mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys see a lot of um, like regulars that come by? Or is so it, many. Yeah, I bet. So many. I bet. Because I think, I mean, you, you create that though too. Of yeah. like you, what I was saying earlier, of like you, the, the customer feels wanted and valued there course they're going to come back and i I love that this is how our community is though too is we definitely even all the old retirees stuff like that they pitter patter around and you know they all huddle around moon mountain coffee and you see them (laughs) you know what i mean it's like the same guys that are chilling and having a good time so it's so awesome to hear like how stuff like that goes i want to hear a little bit more about your like leadership styles um you're leading a team how big is the team right now how many people do you got working there so i I think we're ballpark. We're, no, I know it. Oh, okay. uh, we're seventeen right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah we were twenty four, um, but you know, I had to. I had to seek guidance on that. I if anybody quit, I let him quit. You know, mm. usually I'll be like, oh, "Are you sure? What are you gonna go do? Or is it better? You can go somewhere better. Right. <laughs> go somewhere better. You gotta go. But if <laughs> yeah. you're going somewhere lateral, are you sure? Yeah. You know. But um, uh, again, it's the labor thing. It's 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 crazy because you. You want to, I used to um, operate from giving too much. Mm. Like, oh, they need the hours or, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I, 
my, me and my family and our people, the business doesn't run that way. So now we're tight. I, I, I don't think we could do it with less than 17. Mm. Um, okay. So we're at 17. Um, I mean, we're, we're, half, we're half the day, and that's not good. We should be a full day of business, but we're half the day because sanity. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Do so you I, want to extend it to be like a full day eventually? And how would that change the business then? I mean, would it be because it's breakfast, brunch, would that continue on for I the whole so. day or how would that mix things up? So I've been toying with the idea. Thank you for asking this question also, because I've been toying with the idea with Rob from Lives. Have you guys been to Lives? No, not mm. yet. That's, okay. Is that the new one? So, you know, which one? It's not the Louie. It's not the Louie. Oh, Louis. my bad. It's yeah, another yeah. one, though. But okay. it's a, um, so it's so funny because he gets so angry when people are like, Is that the new one? He's like, I've yeah. been here forever. Yeah. Why, don't people, yeah. why don't people come, yeah. dude? Um, but he doesn't talk like that. It's but the seafood oyster. It place, is, right? It is. Yeah. So it isn't. So I think the oysteria part mm. it kind of like puts him in a box. Right. Whereas he has so many other things that are incredible. He's a chef mm. by trade. He's a true chef. Yeah. So he's owner, operator, chef. Yeah. So he has this tiny little spot. It's doing well, mm-hmm. finally. And um, and he and I are like, how? But I think we're breaking even, you know? So yeah. we're trying to like think about how can we grow this? So we've been throwing around the idea of him coming in and doing a night concept mm. at the restaurant. And that's something that's going on in LA that I'm not um, hip enough to know, but it could be like a breakfast place that has a night concept and mm. then only the hip hop happening people know about it. But then I'm like, how do you, and, and there's a whole marketing strategy yeah. to it, but I, I guess if it's good food, it speaks for itself. Right. So yeah, you know, I, I want to squeeze the juice a little more. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I also, even if you decide not to squeeze the juice, I do like the concept of like, I'm motivated to go there early because I know it's not open that long. So it's like, oh shit, we got to get up and get in there before it gets crazy. Mm. And then, you know, like, it's just that vibe is pretty cool. Like, you know, you got to go to the beach a certain time before it gets crazy. Right. And yeah. then, you know what I mean? You're not, if you had all day to go to the beach, you know, there's only that four hour window of, after, you know, it warms and then you got to get in there mm. and get your spot. So yeah. Yeah. that's pretty cool. But yeah, kind of like running a sailboat almost like that's how you're teaching me is like you have to have that team and it's like you have to drive the ship somehow, right? You need hands on deck to do this and that and that. And it's really cool that you have so much experience like in this world that um, I'm learning so much Mm -hmm. already, right? You're like, oh, it's boring. I'm like, no, I don't know any of this because like I... I have always started building my own businesses since I was a kid. I was a kid with the lemonade stand. Go from the lemonade stand to, you know, the selling car, you know, toys and this and that. And then flipping stuff into the dog business. And when you met me, I was running the biggest little dog empire in the (laughs) South Bay. So before we were here, I had everybody. We're talking, you know, every professional hockey player and a basketball player, you know, a little small time. I had the whole beach over from... El Porto down to Palos Verdes. And that's all I was doing. I was making more money at one point walking dogs and training them than my teachers in school. You know, I was just like making it happen. So like school was in the way of the businesses that I was building. So now we love having people like yourself on to hear their stories and how they come up. Because oftentimes, like we talk about this when it's just you and I too. 
I necessarily am not super relatable sometimes to, I think, the average mind because my parents just did such a good job with me. I always came out pressure to, like, I'm not the kid that was like, oh, yeah, we were drinking. Where's Venture at? Venture got a DUI or something like that. It's impossible. Venture is the guy you call when you're in trouble and he wakes up at three in the morning. He goes and changes your tire and we come back like, oh, Venture really saved the day. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe don't do that, dumbass. You know what I mean? Like, think through it. So... That's why I love having you as this arm because you dabble in both worlds. Mm -hmm. You are the person that's like, you know what? Oh, it really sucked to get up early today. Like, you know what I mean? I have that thing where you like waking up. Whereas I wake up and I go, let's fucking kill this day. Like, I don't know what to do. This is all I know. If we're not doing something, I'm vibrating. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like so awesome to hear just like the team part of that because I think I want to improve as we start to build this podcast, you know, have more people and develop this NTT network that we're building. I have to understand that like not everybody's like me too. Like that's the thing is you got it. And that's like, tell us how you've kind of learned and grown as a leader of a big team like that. Venture. I'm going to tell you something right now. I am, I am, I'm probably, I am that now. But I was nothing close to that. Mm -hmm. I was a butterfly. I moved all the time. I loved moving. I I loved, like, I'm nosy. Mm -hmm. I want to know what everyone's talking about. I want to know what you're about. Mm -hmm. Like, tell me everything. I I didn't have that structured desire. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. I had to grow into that. And that's why I said we... We, we jumped into an empty pool. Melissa had that. Mm. She had that structure. That was not me at all. Um, now, it, now, um, now I'm compelled to speak about someone really important in my life who I've completely left out. And she'd probably be listening to this being like, dude, what about me? <laughs> um, so, okay. So just a little backpedaling. Um, Brie. Okay. So back in the day, there was this place called the Beach Club and she and I bartended together it was on, um, uh, you know where the 49er is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right across the street. Mm, okay. In that little shopping mall. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of a, a unique little spot. It was great. It was Pizza the Beach, and then it was the Beach Club, and then it is what it, it is what is now. Um, so we bartended together, and then she went on to bartend other places, uh, Shannon's, and um, she ended up working for the Tribe, which is... Uh, um, Row, Ponsa, and then they went out to Colorado and mm. opened up like this incredible restaurant. And then unfortunately, Chef Art, who was the the brains and heart and soul behind the operation, passed away mm. unexpectedly. Know. Yeah, and that was a big hit on Long Beach too because he pioneered those restaurants. Right. And then um, she ended up moving to Solvang and then she ended up working for a great guy who owned... George's Greek. It was all intertwined. Um, but then he sold that project and I was like, I need a partner. I cannot do this anymore. Mm. I am exhausted. So I solicited her who happened to be a really good friend of mine to come. And so now she's partnership with me and we've been working together for, like I said, I don't know if it's a year or two years, whatever. It's a year and a half. Um, and she runs the show too. She really runs it. Have you guys seen her? She's the t- tall brunette. I don't brunette, know if I've ever seen slender. her. Mm-mm. I don't think so. She's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. I have to say what's up next time we're in yeah. there. Yeah. Definitely. We'll I want to hear a little bit more about your family. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, shucks. Do you have any kids? Do you... Oh, my, my now family? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm married. Okay. I've been married uh, for almost two years now. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. I've uh, been with him for going on 11 years. I'm a stepmom. Awesome. So I've got a 13-year-old stepdaughter who's turning 14 next month. Mm. She's the... She's the air we breathe, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She really is. Yeah. Um, she's hilarious. And uh, we have a dog. Oh. oh. What kind of dog you guys got? I got a Porky, Pekingese, and a Yorkie. Ooh, he's a little one. <laughs> What's the dog's name? Mika. Mika. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. boy? It's a girl. girl. Oh, she sounds like she's got some character. Girl. Oh. Yeah, she's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. She's, unfortunately, it's the, these are the end days. So oh. we're kind of working that out. Yeah. Yeah, how old is she? She'll be 15. No, oh, that's 15. A, that's a good <gasps> life for a dog. Wow. Yeah. You had her since she was little? Yeah. A little puppy? Yeah. Yeah, we got a little monster back there. He's a... Uh, sedated he is it's not like cute. yeah he's uh he's not he's a, a force to be reckoned with we'll bring him out here after it yeah but, crazy you know, he's a two-year-old belgian melanois named, is that you know? the, is that your logo yeah yeah dude he's, he's so there. cute he's on there yeah. wait what's he called he's a belgian melanois that you know i pride myself on being able to identify dogs yeah mm-hmm. and i've never heard of that one he's um it's like a german shepherd yeah on crack so yeah. it's basically like like the way I explain it to people is like we use German shepherds here on like the force to get people, right? Obviously they use Melanwas to get like terrorists, like in Afghanistan. Oh, like, like Osama bin Laden was mm, yeah. found by, by a Belgian Melanois. Yeah, so they're Kyra. crazy. So it's oh, like the way I would relate it to people, and we have to be very obviously delicate with who gets introduced who's able to watch him who's able to handle him because he's a lot if i gave you our dog it would be like uh, if someone gave you the keys to their race car like you just gave your ferrari you would be able to get the car home you're like yeah i have a driver's license i could drive a ferrari there's probably a lot of power but if i gave you the keys to an airplane you'd be like oh shit what am i gonna do Mm -hmm. he's so different in what he does he doesn't understand pain like good and bad he doesn't understand personal space yeah. in a different way not like oh i want to hug he's in like no i'll break your neck if i have to like yeah. it's one of those things where you know he's super protective of hannah and it's one of those things where like we say like he'll fight somebody for me like i'm his primary handler we'll do things like that but he'll die for hannah like mm-hmm. he clearly wakes up in the day and he's like yeah no if today's the day something wants to let's jump go. off yeah let's yeah, go I mean. like where are you at and every time you know she leaves or something like that it's funny because she has a twin sister named josephine and when we walk on the street like on second or whatever if there's another like pretty blonde lady he protects all the blondes in long beach <laughs> so he goes and he's like he's like is that Hannah? oh no that's not but he perks up he's like like from across the street like who's oh that's not her all right let's keep going and then it's really not brunettes not redhead just like oh that's not hannah all right let's keep going it's really funny he's in love with her yeah Yeah. he's weird though because he he is so protective when he needs to be yeah but he's also very loving in his way like he it's not like cuddly but he he's very involved and wants to be there with you and like very aware of like what are you doing where are you going like he's also so loving that it's not like he's a scary dog. Like he will, he doesn't come off as scary in that sense. But he does not but like homeless still, people. Yeah, he's no nonsense. But he yeah, he's got like, a good switch on him. Like if there's stuff going on, he'll be very like, "What's going on? Like I'm ready to fight." Yeah, dude. I okay. So obviously, 
when you were talking about your job earlier, I was like, what are you doing here right now? Mm-hmm. Your dog, like walking dogs, that my dream is to be engulfed in a sea of dogs. Yeah. And cats and yeah. birds, yeah. but definitely dogs. dogs. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things where like I retired from it over the pandemic and uh, I just didn't want to rebuild that up in Long Beach in this area. Could have yeah. did it, but it was just like, it's a lot of things. The main thing that I do now is like, tactical work so like if you bring a troubled dog that's like hey we might have to put this guy down because maybe let's say you got a belgian melanois and wait so come... you were you were a trainer yeah yeah trainer oh. and walker i was i was a trainer and walker i did everything anything the rich people needed when i was in college i did i'd go get you groceries i'd wash your car i'd you know sit there and watch your kids if you needed to <laughs> whatever you needed that's what i was doing just to pay for school and get by i work in finance now but like, that's how we take care of this place. But with dogs, um, I, I want something special. So like, if it's just a little yappy dog, whatever, whatever, I'm like, no, you can take it to another trainer. But if it's like a real problem yeah. that maybe will affect the community, it's like, okay, well, let me see if I can help this guy out and see what it is. Because a lot of it is just like communication, mm-hmm. everything, running a restaurant, everything, this and that. Patience and communication with dogs, no matter what you're doing, that dog will chase it he'll go into a fire. If this building was on fire, I would say, do not send a human in. Please don't risk a firefighter's life. Send Kino in. I'm a hundred percent certain he will come in and he'll, he'll go through a fire. He does not, he'll burn his paws. He'll catch on fire. He will find Hannah adventure and he will get us out of there. That's just what he's dedicated his life to do. Cause I've trained him and he's at a high level. He's also always had that in him. Like he's, just, I mean, that breed in general, like mm-hmm. they come so focused yeah. from the start. Yeah. Um, and we, like I've, cause I always grew up with like, you had a cute dog, that's a family member, you cuddle and like, that's, that's the dog. And then you brought this crazy guy yeah. home and, and I was like. And I like, grew up with Dobermans in German. Like right, I grew up with real right. fuck you up dogs. And me too. And you brought yeah. him over from Mexico almost. Yeah. And I was like. What is this? What like, is this? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do with this? And like, he was at your parents' house for a little bit. He bit through a drywall. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, now he's going to be at our place. And he was biting couches and he was biting cords. And yeah. I had to buy new computer cords. Like, it was like biting through stuff. And I was like, what is this? Like, what are we going to do with this thing? But then now. He started progressing. He is. He I just see his like intelligence and just how. He's three. He's two. two. Oh, he's two. He'll, he's two and a half. He'll be three he's, next he'll be, year. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's matured obviously now too, but just like, I think now I appreciate it so much more because I'm like, oh wow, he's, he's really smart. He's always aware whether um, you leave the door, or I go somewhere or someone's just walking by. He's, he's always like looking he hears everything you see his ears moving all the time i've never woken up in the middle of the night well last night it was about three o'clock and there was some activity in this alley he's up he's up looking out of the window you know barking like light bark what's Mm -hmm. going on but i've never woken up in the middle of the night and he's not been up like he'll just be right there what's going on or he'll lay on the couch sometimes and i'll come out for some water and be like you hear something that i didn't hear (laughs) what let so me know. He's, he's the CIA of dogs. That's 100%. right. One hundred percent. That's right. Yeah, Dude, he's, that's so cool. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, can we get rid of him? Like, I'm like he's too much. Oh, once a week we want to get rid of yeah, him. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, he requires so much work. I'm like, I can't. We can't do this. This is yeah. too much stress. This is. He's crazy. Yeah. But then 
I always come back to like, I try to, I try to, sometimes I try to think about my life without him and I'm like, it doesn't work. Like yeah. I can't like, it's did you weird. guys see that? Me- I'm going to butcher it. I yeah. butcher everything. I'm the worst, like the telephone game. It's over. <laughs> but essentially it, it was like something to the tune of we love our dogs for 15 years of our lives, but they love us their entire yeah. lives. Yes. Yeah. Like that is so yeah. special, right? And that's where like, I love our dog, but for our needs, that's what we need. Your household probably doesn't need that. You probably don't have the activity level. You don't have, Well, you know, I think because you especially, yes. you need someone mm-hmm. or a dog that kind of matches your needs because you need to be outside. You need to be so active. You need to always be stimulated. Yeah. He always needs to be stimulated. I got to say that now that we're talking about Kino that way and you that way as well, that I don't think my husband's been the same since his dog passed, who mm-hmm. was also the love of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, there was some, like, it was a Labrador and they ran together. They went to the beach together. Yeah. He sw- They swam together. They yeah. went to the golf course together. They like... Their yeah. entire life was together. I don't. I think I need to get him a dog. Where are yeah. you guys staying at now? We live on Park, so we live right. We live oh, that's right, right up the street yeah. here. Yeah, okay. nice. So we live. I could walk to work, but I that's don't. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like, if yeah, I mean, you know, Christmas time, holidays, birthday, whatever's coming up, it's there's so many breeds, and you know the deal. But like, I love. I'm so good at it too. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things where if that's all I could do, well, you do find all so day, much joy in it too. I, I mean, love, right yeah. now you're working on getting him the skateboard. Oh, Kino. So this is what we're doing. <laughs> he's two now, and um, he's at a very high level. So that that's a real police dog. Like yeah. legit, he would if we could if, put him in like the if there was car. a war that broke out and someone was like, "Hey, we need a search and rescue guy or something to like go overseas." I yeah, let's get Kino on it and you know get him. That's just how good I've trained him. But I saw this video and um, a bulldog broke the world record for the fastest skateboarding <laughs> 100 meter. Dude, dash. they've had that. They've had the. They've had that market for a while. The I bulldogs. Know. Yeah, like but crazy. here's the thing: is I looked at the Kino and I go, "You're not going to get outworked by a bulldog." So I was like, "Cause here's the thing: is I personally don't really agree with the acronym people. So whenever you come up and if you ever see someone that's like, "Oh yeah, this is a a PTFA certified this and that blah 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 all the paperwork and that and that," I could take a dog out of the shelter. That's going to outwork anything. There's just a few things where dogs are born with it. The idea that you need like a purebred, to be honest with you, if you get a purebred, it's probably genetically watered down, especially here in America. If you're going to do it, you got to go to Europe, pay $10,000, really get a real dog in here and um, all the stuff. So the community really doesn't jive with the way I do things because I take real dogs and I go, no, no, no. You just work with them and take patience and you can make something really amazing. But so I haven't been with the whole show dog thing, even like the police thing. I don't usually show Kino off like that. We just do it. If you happen to see us working, you're welcome. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We just do it in silence. But the idea of like having world records, like one of the world records is farthest Frisbee. He's crazy about Frisbee. He's one of the best you'll see at catching a Frisbee. Oh, it's that. poetry. 109 yards down a football field is the world record for longest Wait, 109 yards is the entire football field plus nine, right? No, end zone and end zone. Yeah, the entire football field. So so it's into the end zone. Okay, plus nine. So if you add the end zones, it's 120 yards. So there's, you have some yards, some wiggle room. If you break 109 yards. You have like one more end zone you can throw it at. First of all, you need somebody that's uniquely great at throwing a frisbee. Is that you? 
Your dad is really good too. Oh, fuck that. No, I shit on my dad throwing a Frisbee. He's going to hear this and be like, yeah, you're right. What are you talking about? I've seen him throw Frisbees. And he's you, pretty good. You're going to act like you haven't seen me throw Frisbees? I, ha- I just said he's another great Frisbee thrower. He's all right. So if you're injured, we have a backup. He did. Because I can't do it. I'm mean with a Frisbee. But yeah, you, now we have to go do Frisbee golf. You triggered something there for the holidays. Who's, who's a better Frisbee thrower? He is nice at it, though, but not like me. I get it. He doesn't okay. throw every day with Kino, okay. right? But anyways, yeah, you need a perfect throw at a live event. So maybe we'll do like the halftime show at one of these local places and try to break the world record because I think he's got three of them in the bag already. Longest skateboard, but he's... Uh, oh, he got it. He not won. yet, not oh. yet. We okay. I just started last week, okay. and we'll show you some videos. A little, he's up on the board now, like yeah. actually skating, Dude. and we're working on it. But he's amazing. I he say that is, he is so happy. Like you know, like this morning we were on the on the parking lot over here. He, you can just see he is so excited, like on that like skateboard, and his he tail was, was wagging, for you too. and he yeah. was like, "Look at me, I'm so happy!" And then yeah. you look so happy too. That's what I love doing. Yeah, like, I just love that. So, but finding like you're like, yeah, husband needs a dog, but he doesn't need a Labrador. Again, he needs like if you're talking about running and sporting, he needs like a sport dog, like a GSP or like a what's Vizla. a GSP? German short hair pointers. Have okay. you seen those hunting dogs? The yeah, like in of Colorado. Course. Yeah what top five dog that love I love that dog yeah you know what dog i i really like besides every dog yeah. and my dog right. my love of my life uh-huh. is are the the shelties the black and white and the three the three color they're they're always like the australian australian shepherds, shepherds. oh shepherds. yeah i said australian. shelty the aussie yeah Dude, those things yeah thrill me those are fun really good those are fun thrill me yeah yeah those i like those good. ones a lot porter collies are really good mm-hmm. gsps are amazing that would be like if you don't want something that's cracked out and crazy, yeah, don't but get a you still one. want the activity and mm-hmm. like the stimulation and the intelligence, yeah, I'd love to find one of those. Mm. I, th- I think, uh, so the friend that I had from Legends who helped me get my restaurant, he's a German Shepherd guy. Yeah. Like he's had German Shepherds his whole life and his brother was a Ridgeback guy. And I think the Ridgebacks are, are so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I know it's going to happen. We're, we're, we're probably going to lose Mika within the next year or so, mm-hmm. or much less. But um, we're going to take a break and yeah. decompress and, you know, honor that. Yeah. And then we're going to go to the pound. Yeah. And we're going to end up with a schmoop and boop and yeah. whatever. <laughs> definitely. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever there's there. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely if you're going to the pound, give me a call. Let me know because now you're dealing with like, you just have the, <laughs> you're going to, you might pick something with some triggers that you don't want. Yeah. Right? No, that's actually what's, I think that's what makes everybody scared, mm-hmm. right? Is we don't want to start over. You're like, I don't want to go to the pound and get a dog that yeah. has all these issues, but then you get a puppy yeah. and you don't realize that's raising a child. Yeah. Like yeah. you're again, starting fresh. Yeah. So. And there's lots of pounds, but like with the German shepherd, just to like nerd out a little bit, the, the bloodlines have been like watered down too much here in America to where I, it's so sad when you see the ones with the botched hips. Right. And then it'll be like a lot of them have heart problems or just like temperament issues. It went from like a really powerful working dog to everybody in America wanted one backyard breeding. Now it's like kind of hard to get a good one. Like you really got to know what you're looking for to get like a really good German shepherd. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, actually during, um, to, to add to that during the, in, the algorithm of the puppy, right? Mm-hmm. The algorithm of the dog, the desire to have the, that certain dog. So um, when, um, what's that movie that we, or that show that we all obsessed about? I'm 
drawing a blank. Um, um, uh, sci-fi, Jon Snow. Game um, of Thrones. Game of Thrones, okay. Yeah. So during Game of Thrones, everybody went out and wanted to get the... Um, I am brain dead. I went the, to a wedding last the night. The Huskies? The Huskies. Uh-huh. So they wanted to get the Huskies. So during the pandemic, one of my friends got pregnant with twins. And she had a Husky. And it was just, you can't own a Husky and not take it out for a walk. Yeah. Right. And she was like, can you help me? And so I took the Husky. And then the, um, the Husky tried to eat Mika. It severed her oh, ears. Oh, but no. it was a beautiful Husky. It was a sweet Husky. Yeah. But Mika went to eat its food oh. at the time. We didn't yeah. monitor it. We, it. That's our fault, right? Yeah. So um, so she's like, can you find it at home? Call the rescues. Like, we have to get this husky into... And, it, and this is her baby, like, legit. But yeah. now she's got two yeah. babies it's, coming yeah. in. It's, it's like 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I called, like, rescues and pounds and everything. And one woman said, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, ma'am. Um, (laughs) you don't return the husky because you watched Game of Thrones and then you went out and got a dog you (gasps) honor it till the end and we're not taking huskies back and it was a a thing and I forget why I'm telling you this but I guess the point was you can't return your dog I don't even know where I was going with that so did she get the dog from the shelter and then now she's returned is that what she's talking about Wait, what were we just talking about? The German Shepherds and getting a good dog. And then you were talking about how she, you guys, your friend got a good dog. And then she's trying to bring the dog back. Oh, it, oh, so that would be an example of going to the pound and picking out a dog. Oh, that definitely. would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like this yeah. incredible... Thank you. Sorry, I lost yeah. track. But that would be the example of going to like getting this beautiful dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fitment. That's what it is. Like yeah. my issue isn't the pound dogs, it's it's the people. Yeah. So it's like, hey, if you let's say if I worked at the pound, I go, "Hey, you got to give me like a list of 10 qualities that you're looking for. What does your daily life look like? And then we can try to get you something that fits." But because well, you also see so often people will get dogs they don't realize what they're getting themselves into and then this poor dog now has to go back to the pound yeah. and it's like, "Well, it's not it's not the dog's fault. It's because you yeah couldn't handle it you didn't do enough research about the dog i mean you we you did not do enough research about kino yeah but i was before just getting him, talented but enough, we were yeah. still like we're not going to give him up like we'll work with it yeah like if kino was going to go to a shelter he'd end up getting put down like 100 percent, just because yeah. there's or he no would like else. people would take him and then bring him back and it would be a whole thing but people don't i think there is this like weird little stigma about shelter dogs when it's like, no, it's about the person. Can yeah. you handle this dog or not? Have you done your research? Are you willing to put in the work or not? But then they're so quick and to blame the dog. I think here's yeah. the new thing. Like you were talking about the schnauzer. I, yeah. Dude, Doing... those things are so cute. Have you yeah. seen the giant ones? What? Oh yeah. Giant. That's... It basically yeah. looks like a Doberman, but with fur. Giant. That is hysterical. They're amazing. They're crazy. That is hysterical. And they do not shed. Which is my oh favorite my thing gosh. that they don't shed. Yeah, giant schnauzers are really, They're cool. really cool. But if we were going to go, like, let's say 10, 15 years from now, and this guy kicks the bucket, if we were to re up again, I don't see myself getting a, like, I, I don't see myself wavering from the mouths. They're perfect in my eyes. But if you, to appease you to get a giant schnauzer, if we had this space, I would have to interact with somebody with would a giant Would Kino schnauzer. be good with other dogs if he started from birth or would it, would he be good with them now? He's great with all He's other good. dogs. He's good. Yeah. It's just some, some, some male dogs. 
Yeah. Because Kino still has his balls. Mm. Some other male dogs that either have their balls or don't have their balls, they it becomes a weird ego thing. Yeah. And who who's the alpha here? So they will start something and then he's not going to just take it. So he'll like, you know, yeah. nip back. But that's when it becomes an issue. But he is very fine with all like all dogs, whether yeah. they're small or big or he plays very well. But it can become an issue sometimes if there's a male dog that has starts humping him or starts like, yeah. you know, being weird. He's not an alpha at yeah. all. He doesn't want to lead or dominate anything like that. But it's almost like if you take a UFC fighter and put him in a bar, somebody's going to try that UFC fighter, right? Some yeah. drunk guy's going to yeah. come up. So like if we're in a dog park, there's somebody's golden retriever is just going to come up, try to hump him. And then Kino flips out yeah. and then it's like the golden retriever is like, that was way more. I didn't know that guy was a pro fighter. Like someone yeah. should have said that that guy is trained. Like he's serious. Dude, so. I feel like you would know though. Cause he's kind of a big guy. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like you would see and be like, oh, what yeah. about you, man? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. not, yeah. there's always some guy. There's always some Todd's guy. super drunk, right? Yeah. And he thought he was going to do it. And yeah. 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 I mean, even when we have Kino out, if we have him off leash or we're just walking around in general, the dog beach, whatever. I always, I can, I can always tell when there's a dog that is approaching and I'm like, oh, this might be an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so I don't understand why some people, um, in, I mean, especially dog parks, we don't really go to dog parks anymore, but just the owners, first of all, they're just sitting there on their phone, not even keeping an eye on their dog. Yeah. If there's a dog, if your dog is approaching another dog. Why don't you just keep an eye on that well, and be Hannah, like, what's it, going it's, on? It, you're right, too, because that there's a language. There's yeah. a silent language that we all speak, yeah. right? So, like, maybe don't let your dog pee here or don't, yeah. you know, pick up your this and, hey, your high-energy puppy is not going to do really well with right. Kino, or, well, Kino or anybody, right. you know? Right, um, there's a There's a there's a respect um, conversation that yeah. you have quietly. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't speak that language. They don't. They yeah. don't. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. yeah. I want to go back to the brunch culture a little bit. Okay. Breakfast culture. I love brunch breakfast. I, I will do that every day of the week. I'll <laughs> skip dinner like that. I love that vibe. And it's not just the food. It's just the time you're up early, you, you sit there with the people that you want to hang out with. I also think, cause I just grew up with every, pretty much every meal. We sat at a table all together. We had conversations. Oh, we man. like, especially like the mornings, like that's something we, we do that together. We do lunch, breakfast, like everything we do, we'll eat together at a table and have conversations. So I think that is just like, that's what brought me into that whole thing of like, I really value sitting at a table, eating, having coffee. I mean, I'm obsessed with coffee, so Same. that's like, I need that. Um, and just having that time together, you're a little bit different. Well, are you dinner? I'm, I'm everything. If I have to well, wait, cause I yeah. think, cause I think with you, I don't think necessarily you grew up where like the meals we, we had meals together at a table and that's like the time yeah so it's you're like, like the i mean even now if we go over to like your parents house it's like Just someone rub. sits on the couch someone sits here it's like it's very different dinner's up it's like a barbecue yeah. dinner's up like come, grab come a plate it. if yeah. you want but with me it's very it was very structured and organized and i think that's why i love brunch so much of like it's 
it's early in the morning. Nothing's really going on, so we can actually sit here well, and you, take the time. Well, that would explain why you like my place, too, yeah. because all the tables are right next to each other, yeah. so you're essentially having yeah. brunch with yeah. 40 strangers. Right, and I yeah. love your spot because it's very intimate. It's not huge. It's not this crazy area where, I mean, some places you see it's like a very large area. Yeah. Yours is so much more intimate, and I think that is what kind of draws me there, too, of like, it's not too crazy in the crazy mix of everything it's just it's you you sit there you have your coffee which is amazing and all the food and that's just like your your time and i just like out. good food so yeah know? i mean you'll go anywhere where there's <laughs> yeah. good food yeah same yeah well then you were made to live in long beach because mm-hmm. i think and i don't know if this is maybe you could tell me more from living in the south bay but we brunch yeah long beach we brunch yeah so when people are like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't come to your place. I went over here. I'm like, no, there's enough to go around. Right. I'm going there too. Yeah. I like to brunch. I want to go to Coffee Cup. Yeah. I want to go, you know, to yeah. all Starling. I want to check out Breakfast yeah. Republic. There's, we, we brunch. We love it. And, and there, and you don't have to get dressed up to do it. Right. So you can roll out of bed yeah. and, and brunch and nobody nobody's judging and i didn't grow up with brunch i mean in sweden it's we would do breakfast but our breakfast is very dry i mean it's very simple you get a piece of wartime wartime meals cardboard no it is not that horrible (laughs) that's that's part of it so here's the thing before here let me say something nice scandinavia (laughs) as a whole i love the people i love the culture i love the place you guys don't know shit about food i can and i can accept that all right so that's all i gotta say go ahead now say whatever you're gonna say so our breakfast is coffee mandatory everyone is coffee addicts in sweden um, maybe like a glass of orange juice or something, some type of juice. You might get like yogurt and like some granola. And then your bread is like pretty, I it's don't know. It's a crisp. It's like a, well, that's a, a cracker we, almost. We have that, but then it's just like bread with butter and like ham and cheese. And it's not like a sandwich where you have two pieces of bread. Is, the, is anything melted or is it just on there? No, it's just all. So it's like a deli yeah, style. Yeah, it's just like a little piece of bread with ham Mm. um and that's like that's your breakfast but like the whole brunch thing of like you got bacon and you got pancakes and you got burritos and you got eggs and like you got whole that whole thing yeah i never grew up eating that that was a thing that i i mean i knew of it because all the american stuff we watch but it was for when i first moved out here that i was like oh wow like i love brunch like i'll even like if even if i just do it at home like i have friends over we do brunch at home i love yeah brunch can i ask you a question about that so something i've been i want to work on and i don't know how to get there is a lot of countries don't do takeaway Mm -hmm. they don't do to-go boxes do you are you is that is sweet in that way i think they're starting to get there a little bit more now of like offering because here it's like, do you want a box to go? Like, yeah. do you, or like, if you don't finish anything, like do, I'll, here's a box for you or, yeah. um, but in Sweden it's like, you don't, and the portions are a lot smaller. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. usually finish everything anyways. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you, let's say were to order something to take home and eat it, that is, a, a that's getting, that's getting there for sure of like, yeah. that's the thing too. Um, but I mean here, the portions are so much bigger, so that's you I, you don't finish anything. No, so that's why everyone's taking it home. Yeah. So I, w- I want to work on that. Yeah. I want to um, 
so I went to Australia some years ago, a million years ago, mm-hmm. and there was no takeaway. They don't mm-hmm. do it. You, they charge the appropriate price. Yeah. You eat a solid meal, yeah. men, women, and child, and then you're full. Right. And they know, and and maybe if your kids with you, you like throw them a little. Yeah. Whatever. So I'd I'd like to work on that. Mm-hmm. I I think that's pretty wasteful what yeah. we do. I mean every, I mean all every almost place. every table yeah. does takeaway at my place. Yeah. Or <laughs> to go boxes. Right. But then it's weird because, I mean, you eat a lot more than I do. So yeah. you'll finish a plate, but then I won't. So it's also that weird of like, well, how do I make sure everyone's full still and like doesn't don't have to order something when they get home, but then also don't be wasteful. It's like a yeah. weird little because everyone's so different. Like you'll finish two plates yeah. and I'll finish half a plate. Yeah. So that balance too of like. And you don't want to throw it away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird one. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we kind of close this out here, how was your first podcast experience here? I thoroughly enjoyed talking about dogs. I'm not kidding. I could, (laughs) I was just thinking about it. I I could probably talk about dogs for five hours straight. I love that. Yeah. Did you grow up with dogs? Yeah. I grew up with all animals. Yeah. 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 Um, I enjoyed it. Thank you guys. Yeah. You guys are unique and I know you'll be very successful. You're already on your way. Mm. Um, I did listen to a couple of yours and I'm going to listen to more of them now, but um, I was really enjoying the, the Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant conversation you had with the guy. Um, I, I forget his name now, but um, you guys were talking about, cause in, and then you, you made a Kobe reference on, this this podcast as well mm. and i was just like gosh this it's so i love that conversation yeah i love that conversation so if you're ever going to talk about that in the future please have me on we're going to talk about it right now so <laughs> as far as icons go i define an icon as somebody and i want to know what your take is on this somebody who has mastered their craft to the level to where their greatness inspires you to pursue your own endeavors yeah so for me it's Muhammad Ali Mm -hmm. that when I saw him as a child it just blew my entire mind and I wasn't even alive so think about how powerful this guy is is I'm growing up in the early 2000s this is a guy from the 60s yeah he's gonna be alive forever Mm -hmm. he's gonna be around for the next thousand years Muhammad Mm -hmm. Ali is that talented and he's that polarizing as a figure Kobe Bryant very similar thing you know what I mean people who do that artist Jay-Z you know, we're now we're getting into sort of figures in hip hop, Tupac Shakur, who mm-hmm. just happened to be, you know, from L.A., just not too far right up the road, right, to where they've created something that's going to live on and it has actually changed the world. So I had no interest in boxing. I had no interest in playing basketball. But when I talk about a podcast, I attack that with everything that I have. You know, yeah. I go hold on now, we've only, we, we stumbled upon business owners. I didn't try to like do this thing, right? It just becomes a thing of like, holy shit, there's so much talent in Southern California. Everybody's so busy running the restaurants or building this, this, and this. They're not taking time to document. We need to actually document and help explain to people what's going on down here so that as we put cameras up and really scale this show into one of the premier shows in America is how I see it coming, if God is willing and, you know, that's how it goes, we're able to now show the culture, 
of just America, just human culture of how we do things and how things are run. That way maybe somebody in Japan goes, oh, yeah, I want to do something like that. And, like, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. So who would you say when you maybe, like, you're some of your top two icons that you really look up to and people that you're like, yeah, I would love to meet that person or something like that? No, I, I, I would definitely. So so I'm 44, right? Uh-huh. So my, I mean, I... I think about it sometimes and I'm like, I cannot believe I got to, I, I experienced Michael Jordan. Mm. I experienced that. Mm-hmm. I was a teenager, but I was there for it. And, and he was a, in Chicago and we're here, you know, and well, I was in Oregon at the time, but we were, we were dressed. It was, it was something so special. And then I got to experience Kobe. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel, I feel like, um, you know, when, when there's a comparison of the two, I'm like, we can't, we can't do that. Yeah. We cannot compare the two. We can't, yeah. we can't choose. We can't say he or he there. And, and the list goes on. Right. So now we're still, we're, we're yet LeBron. Yeah. Now we're, now we're yet again, experiencing some sort of magic in, in our life that is so special. Why do we compare it? Right. Yeah. Why not just enjoy it? Yeah. Um, but yeah. it is fun. It is fun to compare it because then you get to show off your knowledge, right? Yeah, You're like, well, did you know in, uh, you know, 1995, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and it was 16 yards or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't have that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I enjoy, you know, Tom Brady and all of these magical characters. So for me, my icon, um, that I, I really, really really love was, I mean, obviously Anthony Bourdain, right? Oh, okay. You know, so like that kind of magic, like this guy did incredible things with his life. Mm. It it ended, unfortunately. He was a true artist. He was a true artist. Michael Jackson, you know, all the, the list goes on and, and, and right. Tupac, Mm. I can quote that. My knowledge Mm. is there, (laughs) but you know, it's, it's just, it's neat to be able to, to enjoy these people. Yeah. rather yeah. than compare them, you right. know? Yeah, and it's like, right. I've shifted my comparison probably since that episode, too. It's just, I'm always reading up, growing, and the thing is, is like, we're in such a, like, I'm so young, too, you know? We're just, I'm 23, yeah. you know, 22, and I know that if I stay on this ride, the amount of value that I'm going to be able to provide and the amount of help that we're going to be able to give to people, it's going to be, you know, limitless, basically, but champions rise to whatever level of competition that they're at. So that's where I put it is when you're in that category of like, if you take Bill Russell from 1965, you put him in today, that motherfucker is going to make it happen. No you know doubt. what I mean? You take a Mike Tyson mm-hmm. and put him in wherever, well, I don't care if it's in the Roman Coliseum in whatever, whatever BC, I think that guy's going to be killing people. Mm. You know what I mean? So or it's like a Martha Stewart yeah. or, you know, a Snoop or, yeah. you know, all these people. Mm-hmm. I would, I do want to say two things before I go. Yeah. Okay. So one, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay. That I want to say five things before I yeah. go. Yeah. And we have two closing questions that we have for the guests, but yeah, okay. go ahead. Yeah. One, thank you for having me. Um, two, can I give a shout out to my husband's of business? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So my husband, Sean Denon and Chris Diaz, started a golf cart company here in Long Beach Ooh. called Driver. So you can rent the golf carts and take your family around. Oh, awesome. that's so cool. That's yeah, awesome. it's super neat. And they um, also do, they sell golf carts and all the things. But that, 
I think is a really neat thing for people to know. So if you're ever in the, in the coming in the neighborhood and you want to toot around town, you can do that. Yeah. Where do you where do you get the golf cart at? So you go you go on IG or um, driver.com. Mm. I gosh, I, now this is where I failed. But right. uh, <laughs> you go online, you look it up, yeah. they bring it to you. We'll, oh, we'll look it up yeah, in the second sure. part. And yeah, that's yeah, awesome. We'll look it up. Yeah. yeah cool. And number three, I want to you know, use this as a platform to give a little bit of inspiration yeah, is, um, I grew up in orphanages and I, um, uh, well not grew up, but later went on to be an orphan and, uh, and then meet the family and all the things and life is beautiful. But I want to say that if you are worried about who you are as a person or what you're capable of, that's good. Cause that means that you're thinking, mm. And if you have a desire to do something, do it, but make sure you're doing what you want to do and then grow that into what your, your dream is and follow your dreams mm. essentially. Yeah. So, um, I like so I, uh, my dream is to go to like Orangewood children's home or orphanages around the area and just give a little bit of hope. Like, Hey, like I went from orphan to owner, yeah. so can you. Right. Mm. So I uh, just wanted to throw that one yeah. out there. Yeah, I like that idea. Keep that, and we'll talk about that definitely later because yeah. that's really awesome. But yeah. we're gonna we barely scratched the surface today. You know, we'll. I, I hope you want to come back on. I'm and, a Fruit you know. Loop dude. I'm yesterday's <laughs> news. I went to a wedding. Yeah. I danced. I drank Love. margaritas. Yeah, it's Love awesome. That. Yeah. So as we're closing out this convo. I like to leave our listeners and our guests with one final question, which is who maybe in the Southern California area or Long Beach area would you like to see sit in that couch? Maybe like two to three people that you really respect. It could be like a fellow business owner on Second Street. It could be somebody with a really cool career. It could be somebody young that's really coming up that you're you know, inspired by and you know you just vibe with. Who are some people that maybe you could shout out? Okay, so one that really comes to mind is when I was working as uh, at the uh, breakfast bar, I used to have to go make deposits at the bank. Mm. And I met this guy, his name's Will. and uh, But his musician name is Punk Adams. Punk Adams. Uh, so he's so neat. Uh-huh. He's so freaking cool. He's so fun to talk to. He's... Uh, he motivates you to speak more yeah. okay um so he would be one but he lives in la now but i'm sure he'd come out yeah, yeah. um gosh so many people uh probably probably um probably josh beetle with the breakfast bar mm. he's always a good conversationalist mm-hmm. um frank law for sure because he did things prior to his coffee business Okay. Um, and, uh, oh my God, there's so many people, you guys. Who was the, the oyster that you were oh, talking about? Oh, Rob. Okay. Rob White. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Rob White. I'll reach out to him. Yeah, because he, he actually has a good story too, because he was a chicken bodega and on 2nd Street, and it did, and for some reason didn't work out, and he flipped the script mm. and did did uh, lives. Awesome. Yeah. I like so, that. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. we'll reach out to those people and see if we can get them booked up mm-hmm. sometime soon. I know the holidays are coming up, so yeah. you know, we'll see. And are you gonna go to Sweden? We're going on the twenty eighth. We're yeah. going to Sweden, so we'll be there for like two two ish weeks. Yeah. So. Is your sister there? No, she she lives right here on the peninsula, oh, so no we're way. super close. Um, but I have two older siblings in Sweden, and then my parents and the rest of my family, and I just got 
a little nephew. So yeah, he was he, a couple days old. He's like a week old. Yeah. So um, is it the first? No, um, they had a, a daughter like seven years ago. So then now they have the, the second. Perfect. So so growing their family that'll be yeah. really nice. And yeah, I've grown to. You've been there. Yeah. I mean, we can't. We I at least I try to go like twice a year. I'll go in the summer and then I go in the winter. You've been like what four times yeah, already? This is like my fourth time over there. Yeah, but yeah, I like yeah. it every time we go yeah. over. So it's nice. We'll spend Christmas with my parents in Vegas. They Ooh. live out there, so we do the thing. Probably catch a show and then. Are they in here. Vegas proper? Or are they in outside of? Uh no, they're in Vegas. They're uh, right off of um. You know, you come in on St. Rose and then you make a left on Las Vegas Boulevard. They're that first neighborhood right there on the right. Neat. So yeah. That's what they're doing. Proud of them. They. It's funny. I graduated from school and then they left me. Yeah. I didn't leave for school. They were like, it was right before COVID too. Great deal in the house. No house way. skyrocketed. Yeah. Just one of those dumb luck things. Oh, that's so lucky. They're that's doing lucky. awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Hey guys, it's been Natural Thoughts and Talks. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. We are back with the digest. The digest. Of Rebecca. Yeah. Or Bex. Bex. Yeah, she prefers Bex. Bex. That was a really good episode. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And honestly, not like more than enjoyed it. Yeah. That was one of the best guests we've had on. I think she does it. Like she does it. Like. Yeah. Not her business, not like it's her. Yeah, it wasn't the that's it. It wasn't the fact that she was the best yeah. podcast guest. No, it's she was her. just yeah, she was herself and yeah. like really showed through she was the best at showing through. Yeah. And being like raw and realistic and yeah. And it was like I said, like when I brought up the like that me and Josephine were there and she was asked they had just changed the menu. The way she was on the podcast is the way that she's at her business. Like I feel like that is just who she is. Definitely. And she doesn't switch it up. And I loved that this is what we built the show around, honestly, is showing, yeah, people have businesses and people have like these big credentials next to them, right? And they're doing really successful things. However, at the end of the day, they're just human. Mm. So that's the part that we need to relate with one another is, oh my gosh, we have Let's Yoke about it. Here's this like intimidating building, right? We see all these good things. They have good food. It's always busy in there. Like, but guess what? The person running it is very similar to you. They were yeah. a person that was working at a server at one point in time. You know what I mean? They kind of get all the pieces of the puzzle and they're very they're actually a lot more relatable than it might seem on the surface, right? right? Yeah. So that was really awesome. Yeah. And I, I love the place too. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Let's You yeah. about it. Guys, go check it out cuz it's really good. Definitely one of my favorites on 2nd Street. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we dive into my little notebook? Let me hear it. Cool. I got something fun for you. <laughs> I saw it on like a meme. Can I tell you about something first? Yeah, go ahead. We were talking a little bit earlier about how... Um, uh, Who's like, this we? You and I. Oh, us. You yeah. and I. Um, talking about like drugs and crackheads and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yesterday when me and Agnes walked home from Aroma de Roma, we stopped by Rite Aid to get like some snacks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there was this guy walking in this... He was right, basically right next to us in the aisle clearly a little off like he had a skateboard and he was like stealing things oh he was yeah he was like taking the candy that was like right and i was i was getting a little worried at first because he was like right next to me and i was like i might get hit with the skateboard in my head okay like, we, we, we agnes was like looking at him and i was like we can't look at him like we have to don't trigger him you know what i mean mm -hmm. and he was like stealing uh like chocolate and candy and just putting it in his pocket and just leaving i was a little scared for a second 
Is that the story? I might get hit with a skateboard tonight. Why didn't you at least like be like, hey, man, go ahead and get these Skittles for me. Get these popcorn. I'll meet you out front, all right? No. And guess what? I got a couple bucks for you. I don't, but I didn't have a couple bucks. Oh, you didn't? No. And then if I'm like, I have a couple bucks for you. And then when he's demanding these couple bucks, I don't (laughs) have the bucks. And now you're getting beat up. And then now that's where the skateboard in the head comes in. I'll get hit in the head by a skateboard. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, but I was fine. Next time you'll send me a text and I'll just put Kino's collar on and just send him out like a like a uh, one of those carrier pigeons or something. I'll be like, Aroma de Rome, go. And then he'll no, be like, okay. No, we're at Rite Aid. Oh, you're at Rite Aid? Okay, yeah. Rite Aid, go. And he's just like, okay. He starts sniffing. Yeah. <laughs> this way. Like it's a fresh scent, you know? She's only been here three hours. So Yikes. homeless guy though. That's funny because... You know, I don't have any bad experiences with homeless. Well, except for that Carl Jr. guy. But I've done, for the level of like passing by homeless people that I do, yeah. a very low interaction rate, which is perfect. Yeah. Reeves, we yeah. were in Hermosa Beach, like on the border of Manhattan one time. And he legit almost like fought a homeless <gasps> guy. Like he was speaking to this homeless guy as if he wasn't crazy. Like what? he just didn't understand. We we're on a, like a dog what walk or something, about? doing a thing. And all of a sudden, Reeves, first of all, interacted with him. Like, we're in Texas or some shit like that. Like, he was like, hey, how you doing? And this fucking homeless, beat up, fucking dirty guy told Reeves how he was doing. (laughs) And Reeves wasn't, like, ready for that. So it was something, this was years ago, but he was like, hey, how you doing? And the homeless guy was like, oh, shut the fuck up. You know, like, (laughs) something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like a dirty pirate or something. And Reeves was like, excuse me? Like, what did you say? And the guy was like, I told you to shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, yeah, your life means nothing. The dog is worth more than your life. The dog is worth more than your life. (laughs) Kind of true, though. It was true because the owners of the dog was the Hall of Fame NHL player that yeah. I used to work for worth tens of millions of dollars. The dog was worth way more than my life in college <laughs> at the point. I barely had gas money. Yeah. And this guy was living lavish. Yeah. They, they would spend $100,000 if this dog broke a leg. Literally. You know what I mean? But yeah, the guy was like, the dog is worth it. And I was like, well, he's not wrong. He's kind of right. You know, he's hitting the nail right on the head, yeah. actually. And then Reeves was legit like, well, who are you talking to? This and that. Like, like about to interact with this guy. I had to grab Reeves. I was like, hey, bro, like, get your ass over oh here. God. Like, get what the fuck are you doing like we don't those aren't people like i had to tell him like those are zombies those are not people Mm. all right what would you do if it was a zombie would you fucking talk to him no all right cool let's go about our walk and then the guy kept like standing there like yelling at us as we walked away and yeah anyways that's kind of what i thought about with your homeless writing yeah could have been the same guy who knows who knows but you ready to get into my journal Mm -hmm. okay here's a scenario would you rather have a guaranteed $100,000 check given to you right now in front of you? Or would you flip a coin to play for, was it, I have it written down? A million. $10 million. Yeah. I saw a video of that. I saw a video of that one too. Uh Uh-huh. And what what is your rationale? It's not, it's $10 million. So would you rather guaranteed $100,000 or flip a coin for $10 million? Because this says a lot about the type of person that you are. What, based on like what you kind of choose i would flip the coin oh you'd flip the coin yeah. huh? i like that so if you think about it a hundred thousand dollars pick it right now heads or tails heads heads or tails oh it's tails Shit. but anyways if you think about it like a hundred thousand dollars it's not crazy to reach that amount of money yeah like you can 
You know what I mean? It's not some people, some yeah. people make that in a year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a lot of people make that in a year. It's not. It's a hundred thousand dollars. So I'd much rather than take the chance and get ten million dollars. Yep. And than... here's the thing: you just lost, but at least you feel good about the loss. Yeah. You know, you swung big, and you're like, "All right, well, you know, that's cool." But what if you had the hundred thousand? You could have won the ten million, right? That's yeah. That's gonna hurt. You're like, oh, shit, yeah. I could have maybe. Like yeah, right. In this moment, right now, a hundred thousand would be a kind of a, like would be a lot of money for me right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's also like ten million dollars. Come on now, yeah, that'll That's change crazy. your whole life. Yeah. You'll be able to help a whole lot of people. Yeah, crazy though. But I liked that video. Yeah, what would you choose? Flip uh, a coin. Well, I won yesterday. I'm actually waiting on my ten million dollar oh, no. check, so I don't. I, it was heads. I chose heads, and yeah, sure. So we'll see. Maybe it's coming in the mail. We'll yeah. see. You know what else is coming in the mail? My. uh seal of diplomacy remember from high school remember what? how yours no i'm fucking with you oh. remember how your diploma had like an honors mm-hmm. stamp or something like that i was like huh how come mine didn't have that oh. maybe it's in the in, and i was like maybe it's in the mail no just waiting sure cool. you can keep thinking that um i want to talk about something <laughs> what are you talk about i don't know we're gonna see how it goes but i think i want to keep Is it, it gonna trigger me possibly why but, do you always do this? Why do you always want to trigger me? It's my job as the co-host. You always want to like poke at me, get me upset. Yeah, that's the fun part. It's you know my favorite. I mean? It's why I started the show. To be honest with you. <laughs> to trigger me. Yeah. You ready for it? Let me hear it. Let's talk about spanking. Spanking, children, discipline. Where are you at? No. Okay. Totally. So this is my thought of it. I think your parenting style maybe is leaning towards preparing children for life with like normal situations. And I think the way I look at things is I my biggest role maybe as a parent is to prepare people for situations like when things go south. What do you think about that? So this really nece- isn't necessarily like about spanking. I think I want to know what your mindset is around like being pretty tough on your child and being pretty hands off with your child. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and not hands off in like the sense of like give them freedom. I mean, hands off is in like, like kind of bad hands off, right? I, um, I mean, cause I'm not, no. Yeah. No. So we don't have to talk about spanking, but just that mentality of I'm talking about like, yeah, I'm willing to get in there and get a little rough, right? I'm not saying that's what I'm going to do. But what I'm asking you is your mindset behind a lot of the things that I feel like you're doing. Yes, guess what? Me beating the child could end up with them not being able to operate within certain civilized frameworks. But it might add a little bit of drive and a little bit of extra juice for somebody like me to understand how far I can go with the level of pain. Things like that of like, oh, yeah, no, I can handle this because I was able to handle something like that. Mm. What do you think about that? Not about spanking, but about what I just talked about. Preparing people for chaos. Well, I think I think it's important that people understand that life is not going to be a smooth ride 24-7 all the time. And knowing that there is, there's resources and help out there if you need it. And I think if something get if something happens, here's how we can solve it. 
And what I'm talking about right now in this scenario is somebody that's similar to me. Do you see what I'm talking about? It's not somebody that, quote unquote, is like a good kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, this is this tracks as a good average kid. I'm talking about an outlier. The, and an outlier is somebody who can kind of go either way. Just like when we were talking about drugs, right? It's somebody who you know, oh yeah, when this guy gets involved in this, it's not going to go well. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts? I'm talking about my scenario. You know what I mean? If you were to back it up, how else can you lead that person to success when it's that, the fire is that big? I think you need patience. I don't think necessarily that in your case that your parents were patient enough. They had other things going on. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't feel like putting in that time to actually talk to you, guide you, lead you. So instead they used the belt. Yeah. So how do you now navigate the amount of like physical prowess? I think I don't, I'm not going to say that it's bad that let's say, let's say you want to fight someone, you want to fight you like, you just like, you don't you want to fight. I think guiding that and saying there's a time and a place to fight in a fucking, here's a fucking, uh, boxing, what is it called? Uh, pillow, whatever. There's a time and place for things. So what you just said right there was there's a time and a place. Guess what? Sometimes there's not a time and a place. Sometimes it's in Rite Aid. When you're sitting there next to a guy with a skateboard and he's a little crazy, but you guess what? You might have to be a little more crazy. Well, yeah, but that, I think that's when like fighting classes, self-defense, being, wrestling, things like that where sports come into play too. And like extra activities come into play where here's how to fight. Here's how to do this. Here's how to dodge someone here. That's why you learn how to run. You're fast. Mm -hmm. That's why you train and get strong. Like, I think there are so many other outlets where you learn those skills. So I got a question and I'm not going to name a name, but there's a certain person. Hold on. Shut up. That dog, man. There's a certain person that we know that we can think of right now. I'm not going to name a name, but um, he was one of the older athletes that was training at the same place that we were training at. And, um, you know, he was like, he was from the East Coast. And basically, he was a guy that grew up playing sports, right? Did everything that you can do. And he was very successful at sports, let's say, right? Doesn't have that dog in him. You know what I mean? So when you step out of the sporting realm, it doesn't translate. So that's what I'm trying to explain is there's a lot of instances where things don't translate. But I also don't think that the parents also probably didn't put that time and effort into guiding it in the way mm -hmm. that it could have been guided. So I think, yeah, you can't solely rely on uh, sports. If you're out hiking, so fucking what, practice something when you're out hiking. So what is if that? If you're on the beach, practice Running in the sand, how does it feel? It's, it's different running in the sand compared to running on the street. Mm -hmm. Like practicing things like that. You can wrestle in the sand. You can like do things like that in different areas. I don't think that those parents did that. So here's my question. And I'm totally, 
it's getting a little awkward, which is okay. Like, this is what this show is about. And I'm okay. I'm not angry at you. I love you to death. Everything's okay. I'm not trying to, like, expose you or do anything like that. I'm just trying to see your perspective and find something that aligns within that with what aligns with what I'm trying to do. And how else do you, what is the other supplementation then? If yeah, you have sports, that's the foundation. That's totally cool. But right now I don't have another way to do it. I think you're also acting as if what your parents gave you is the ultimate, the best of the best. Have you found someone that's better? Baby, when we met, Uh I did not like how aggressive and crazy and so just like wild you were. Yeah. So So I, to be honest with you, I would have much rather had someone with less of that uh-huh. Without everything that you've dealt with. Yeah. So my question is, is you can, if you're cutting hair, you can, it's easier to cut hair than it is to grow hair. Right. So I wasn't a finished product. That's what I'm trying to say is what, what is this thing of like at 18, you're supposed to be a finished product. I'm not saying you have to be a finished product. Yeah. So what are you saying though? That's my question. I'm still is you're like, saying when I had that you, even that was, now, I was a kid. There are aggressive aspects of you. Uh-huh that I would not consider are like ultimate for what situation. What are you talking about? Life, life. You're aggressive 24 seven. Yeah. So if somebody comes in here right now, you're telling me that's not a usable tool to have. It's usable, but in the sense, first of all, that will, the chance of that happening on a daily basis is very low. Definitely. But if it happens once and then just how it affects you and I, Mm Hmm. I don't know if that's worth it. So, oh, so that's totally cool. I love that. You're getting to it. It's totally cool. So you're saying that right now, the chances, you would rather take the chance. I would rather take the chance of yep. you can you, of you semi being able to fight and, and go crazy. And, and be cool the rest of the time. Yes. Then you always being on edge yeah but you'll kill someone so here's what it is is i would much rather you be able to hurt someone Uh and be cool than be able to kill someone and be crazy 24 7 i like it so we have a belgian melon wall that's in there he's a terrible pet he's not a pet he's horrible and i've made clear totally that is definitely my opinion of him yeah i like that and i understand but it's a perfect analogy However, what he is needed for and what he is, you know, good at is he's a safety net and he's the best that I've ever seen, right? At something like that. So where, where, how do you navigate that? Basically, do you want your child to basically have that quality or would you rather develop a young man that... I want you, whoever, to be able to hurt someone protect yourself protect the people around you you don't have to kill the person yeah but if you can get to if you if you if you're in a situation craziness is going on someone's breaking in if you're able to get rid of that person hurt the person you're now safe that's totally fine but you don't have to kill the person yeah what if that person wants to kill you well, that's a different story because now it's self-defense. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't just kill people for no reason. Like I don't have. But that. you walk around with the ability with the ability to, do to that? say today might be the day I kill someone. Yeah, that's preparation. Right. I mean, but but also with that, today is also the day that I might meet somebody that I can also fall in love with, not romantically, but like w- friendship wise, develop a nice loving relationship. Can't you hold both at the same time? But you don't hold both at the same time. Mm. You have 90% crazy, 10% I might meet a friend. I, I reach out to more people in a loving manner than you reach out to, though, but you're a loving person. Who's more likely to reach out to somebody in a positive way? Well, if we're talking business or if we're talking no, c- no, no, creating just, a friend. Yeah, it's just creating a friend. I am more of that person. Oh, you think so? I make more plans to hang out with people. Yeah. I reach out to people to hang out. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have a close relationship. I see where you're at. I like that. I like what we've done here. It was a little awkward, but it's good for the show. Like it's time to go. But here's my last question that I want to kind of leave you with is, do you like the person that I am? And if so, if I have the the knowledge and the wisdom to help influence potentially the younger version of myself that is showing very, very similar qualities and aspirations, why not try that? And I've said this multiple times. If the kid doesn't want to like be like me, if he's just totally like, hey, I prefer this and this and this, like I like drawing and, you know, books, he's more artistic, let's say, versus like, no, I want to blow shit up. I'm going to cult- try to my best to cultivate whatever he wants to do. But as like a leader and a dad of a young man, if he wants to go a certain path, why can I not just put, you know, more water on whatever seeds he's trying to do? I think the aspects of you that... I just don't like being limited. Spanking created. Mm-hmm. I don't love. Would you love it when it's needed? And you also, it's not your job to really know when it's needed. I just need you to be happy. When you talk about when it's needed, baby, you have to go to a very dark place to understand like the level that I'm talking about, like that crazy. I don't need you crazy enough to um, fend off the homeless guy. I just need you to alert Kino or myself that that can happen. What do you think about that? I'll I'll keep saying. Mm Mm-hmm. The aspects that spanking gave you, I don't love. Yeah. Simple. Totally get it. Do you have anything lighter that you'd like to end on? No. No? Come on, give me something. You got something. Tell me about your leggings. It doesn't feel like I'm wearing leggings. It feels like you're wearing nothing at all. Mm -hmm. That's a good sponsorship. Where'd you get Mm -hmm. those? Airy? Aries? Airy. Whatever you call them. Leggings are so nice that it feels like you're wearing nothing at Mm -hmm. all. But your socks are fucked up, huh? Well, yeah, that's just one sock. But I, I washed all the other ones, though, so it's fine. Definitely. I got socks. Well, it's been another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. Thank you guys for listening. I love you. Mm-hmm.